of how many people, right? Of like, if it's a hundred people, cool. If it's 10,000 people, cool. But if you just focus on the percentage, it's more game. And also if you're a, like a, a creator or a small um, or a website or whatever it might be that has less traffic, right? Less actual numbers to measure. The percentages is a more game where you're like, okay, I'm gonna try and improve this <laughs> every single. And it doesn't matter if there's a 10,000 people in my um, viewing my products or 100 people, 2% is what I'm aiming for, right? Of people who viewed the product and go to your cart, for example. Wanna cause no problems. Mm. I just wanna live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters. We know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you wanna talk, let's talk. But right here, make sure you walk and your talk is constant. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Death to Vanilla podcast, where we talk about people doing things differently, doing bold marketing, and uh, just doing things to be able to get businesses noticed. Because let's be honest. Um, we live in a world with a gazillion pieces of content being generated every single day. Um, you know, people are spending tons of money on advertising. People are overwhelmed by the amount of ads that they see. And so you got to do something different to stand out. Um, and so I have a guest on today that's doing something um, surprisingly this different for companies, which is actually giving them something to really grab a hold of when it comes to like their analytics and how things are performing and what they can expect in the future. And I think that's really exciting. So um, JJ, if you could introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do um, to kick things off. Hey, thanks so much. Um, my name is JJ Reynolds. Uh, I run Media Authentic. We are a data marketing company for on all that that encompasses, basically uh, helping uh, organizations, companies, agencies, etc., cetera, uh, report on the marketing efforts that they are doing, right? So if you're uh, running ads or trying to, trying to do some uh, massive SEO or video or whatever it might be, to then tell the story behind that in the numbers and also ultimately the actions that you can take off of those numbers. Um, so that's, that's the gist of it. Um, but let me know if I, if you, if I missed any gaps to fill in there. I don't think so. I think that's just like, it's so valuable because, um, especially for people who are doing some of the marketing on their own, sometimes there's just like, like, how do I know what I did made any difference at all? Like, and, and let's be honest, like, um, you know, I'm sure like part of what you guys work with is like the, the customer journey right? Where the customers start from not knowing you at all to also making a purchase. Well, there's quite a bit that happens in the middle there where, you know, maybe you did put out a lot of great content and then nothing happened, but that doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Um, it just means that maybe they're not ready to purchase. And I feel like maybe you guys help fill in some of those gaps to say like, no, like your website traffic did go up or this did happen or people took this action. And that's a good thing. Um, so I think that's a good part for people uh, to really connect the dots on. Um, is yeah. That, is that kind of sort of what you're talking about? 100%. Like uh, marketers love to come up with different terms for like the journey, right? Different stages of the journey. Um, you could say like impression, aware, engage, like all the different things like people like to put. And so what we do basically is instead of having metrics that don't mean anything, right? Like an a page view doesn't really mean anything like in the real world, right? It uh, doesn't make, doesn't pay your bills, doesn't do anything, right? Um, you can't really do much with a page view. Uh, but what take, we do is take that and tie it to what your intention is. So let's, for example, you want to say we have a, 
um, a, a sales page or a product, let's just say it's a product page for an e-commerce website, right? You've got a page where you've got some, uh, an image or a description of whatever it is that you're talking about and a buy now button. Everyone's gonna say there's a journey, right? There's, there's something that's happening there. So most people will just say, hey, how many people saw the page? How many people purchased, right? We've got a conversion rate of uh, page views divided by transactions. Well, if it's 1%, what do you do with that information? Like, not either like Pop build a, a new web. <laughs> yes, <laughs> first do that, right? But then what do you do? Like you like build a new website and you're like, was that better, right? Like that's basically your desired outcome. So what you can actually do is like, break it down a step further is say, hey, we're gonna call impression is someone loads the page, impression. You could say aware is someone sticks around for 15 seconds. They now are aware that the product even exists, right? They're aware, like it's, they looked at it, they saw it for 15 seconds on the page, sweet, right? You could then have engaged, right? You could have like, if they clicked your carousel, right? They're like engaged with like the product, they're trying to look at the other angles of your, your widget that's for sale. Could kind of investigated being like, hey, look at like there's a, a price, right? Maybe there's a pricing module if you have it broken down by different things. Investigating that and then initiate is to click the button, right? To like buy now or whatever it is, right? And so if one of those is broken, right? If one of those things, for example, if everyone if say 80% drop off between impression and aware of page loading and then 15 seconds probably a problem above the fold, like at the top of the page, right? So you could go fix it, right? So yeah. now it's like way easier. Instead of just saying, oh, your, your website converts at 1%, which would be awesome if it, everybody's website's converted at 1%. You could say, hey, what is our conversion rate of people who saw the page to stick it around for 15 seconds, right? And if you know that there's a problem there, but maybe we need to up update our... Um, situation. So that's, that's, that's like a more detailed of like what we do and how it kind of applies to like an actionable world. No, I think that's great. I think it, and then at the end of the day, it's telling the story of what the data means, as opposed to just like <clears throat> looking at a graph, which is helpful, but not as helpful as knowing what that actually could mean. Um, so yeah, so let's, let's, before we dive any deeper, let's double back for a second, right? So you did not start in analytics, Tell us a little bit about like what got you into marketing to begin with. Yeah, so I would say mine is very unconventional to, if you talk to other people in this space of like the data marketing analytics type. Um, I actually started out in the content creation sphere of uh, mostly video of shooting running gun style, like camera on my shoulder, uh, interview talking heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interview talking heads, wineries mostly um, based out of like mostly Napa Valley, shot a few weddings because I had the stuff to do it, that kind of situation. Um, then I realized Facebook was a thing and you could say push that like boost now button and the videos that I made for a business, I could be like, hey, for a few bucks, I can get you in front of the whole internet um, was my sales pitch and didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> so, um, but I, I hopped into that and I was like, okay, whoa, 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 what's actually happening here? Um, and actually ended up completely hopping into the Facebook ads realm of like that early Facebook ads side of things. Did that for um, several years there, I think somewhere north of like a few, like $3 million in ad spend probably accumulatively. Um, 
at the same time started looking at Google ads, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side or whatever oh. the saying is, you're like, well, this is going downhill. Let's hop into that bucket. Um, and so I actually worked at a Google ads agency for a while there. Um, there was a high volume, um, I guess, high spend, not exactly the terminology, spent a lot of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month um, on Google ads. But I realized kind of the, the conversation was always the same, where you'd sign a client, the client would be super stoked. They're like, oh my goodness, take my money, do this for me. And then you'd be like, month one, here's the results, right? And then month two, it's like, ah, oh, they're really doing their job. And then month three, the client's like, hey, is this really the outcome that you're saying? And so this weird like combination happened where uh, a conversation happened where it was like the client was expecting one thing, the agency's like, we're doing the thing. And then the client said, there's no outcome. It's kind of like, as if like you're on like a weight loss journey and then you're looking at the mirror and you're like, I'm losing a lot of weight. But then like, you're like, everybody else is like not saying that. And you're like, wait a second, my mirror's broken. Like, like you're like, wait, how is this like all, like your scales turned down or whatever it might be, right? You're like, wait, the, the reality that like I'm seeing is different than the reality that other people are seeing. Sure. Um, and that was a con constantly happened. And I like basically was like, okay, cool. Hopped off that agency, ran back into Facebook ads arms um, and then slowly decided like, I need to figure out how this whole like attribution analytics thing works so that I can... Um, report on what I'm doing, right? Uh, and then slowly the Facebook ads got sloughed off. And as more analytics clients like hopped on because they're like, oh my goodness, the data is speaking to me, um, which has never happened before. Uh, and then slowly build a small, a small team. And now that's like exclusively what we do is just report on the marketing efforts. And my my knowledge of like the ads has really helped out because everyone wants to know how those are performing. And I'm like, I've been in the agency's shoes and I've been in the contractor's shoes and I can kind of help like both sides to like on the table to raise everything up. So that, yeah, that's the, that's the quick synopsis of the life of JJ. Right. That is quite the journey. And, uh, and what an exciting one too. I think that what you talked about your experience at the agency is like, so, so frustrating. Cause at the end of the day, like as, as marketers, the one thing we know is that like, sometimes just like how you tell the story is vital for like, whether or not someone is going to buy into it or not. Right. I mean, this, you know, this is essentially sales, but you know what I mean? Like if you can't explain what's happening, then like what other information do they have to go off of? other than like, I'm not getting enough phone calls or not enough people are going to my website. And if you're not able to explain why, well then, then you're not gonna have a client for very long, um, which yeah. it seems like that's exactly what was happening, which means that you guys were flying through clients um, like every quarter. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a unique thing of just like constantly having to re-explain. I guess I wouldn't, we weren't turning through clients by like, um, like, it wasn't like a huge turn situation. It was just like having the same conversation of like, mm. what does this mean again and again? And then the client being like, okay, I think I trust you for the next month. Right. Like of like, right. oh yes. And eventually they would get on board after a long, <laughs> a long arduous journey of like trying to explain the same thing again and again. And I was that, that was the piece where I was like, there's gotta be a better way um, sure. to like explain the journey. Cause I guess at the end of the day, 
most things are invented, right? Where like everyone knows what an ad agency is, kind of everybody knows what like a mattress is. Like you're not going to be like, oh my goodness, what is a mattress? Please tell me. Uh, it's the, the story you tell about like why yours is better, right? Yeah, totally. No, that's awesome. So then it kind of seems like what you started with your agency now is like kind of like solve the problem that you just saw happening over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it's like the midsize, it's like we're like the the data department, <laughs> like the of of a midsize company, right? Like we're either like uh, a team for like half the cost of hiring somebody of people that can manage this for them. Um, and that way it's like actionable. Someone's looking at it for you. And then at the same time, you're able to take, like make a decision based off of it. Right. Now, if you had to guess what, what, like, I don't know if you need to give a percentage, but like how many businesses really have this part of their business nailed down? Oh, I, I've been thoroughly surprised by the size of businesses that I've spoken to that have no clue about like, A, what a metric is of like, hey, here's like this number of like 1,872. I'm like, what is that? And they're like, I don't know, but we need to make it go up, right? <laughs> like that's the goal. Um, and I, I've- These businesses have marketing departments, right? Like- Oh yes, like hundreds of millions of dollar companies. Like, uh, like and- I find almost that there's like a, a breaking point. So like when you start out small, just like yourself, maybe a few people here and there, like you really got to know those numbers of like, what does this number mean? Because if it goes down, like you're in trouble. Yeah, um, you're closing your doors. Yes. Then the, the mid-sized business who still ha understands like what that's like, or that they're really vigilant about knowing it. They might not have all the tools to do so because they're not large enough, because, but, but like they understand they need to focus on something and take action on it. And then once you pass that like small mid like level to like mid-large and mid, then there's like departments now where there's like sales and marketing and everybody else and everyone's focused on their hyper-specific number but doesn't really know where it comes from. And then everything starts breaking down again. And you're like, whoa, 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 like what is like the purpose of this entire company? But nobody knows because everyone's kind of segmented. Um, and I've seen that quite a bit uh, in that like, I guess 50 to 150 to $250 million range of business there. Right. And by segmented, are you, you know, terminology differences, yeah, yeah. are you talking more like siloing? Like, like, yeah, siloing like together? departments where like one sales is like, we need to focus on this. Marketing is like, we need to focus on this. And there's like the ads department who's like focused on something else. And everybody's like in up in arms about, about what's happening. Right. So you're, you're a, you're a bit of a connection point between all of them, I'm assuming, because if your metric, like, oh, so back to your example, like if you're, if you're, your bounce rate, right? So people are coming to the website and then they're leaving immediately before the 15 seconds, then certainly you're having a conversation with the ad department and saying like, who are we really sending to this website? Because they don't want to be here. Um, that's kind of weird. Like, let's have a conversation about that. That kind of feels like that's probably something that happens pretty often for you. Yeah, exactly. It's like having the conversation between the ads team and the creative teams and like just what, what, what are we trying to accomplish, right? Because you can have a, a thousand people to a web page, and if 99% of them leave, like it doesn't really matter. You could have just sent 10 and if they all bought, like awesome, right? Like right. that's the, that's the um, it's a, definitely a connection point. Like I say it's like a single source of truth. So like anybody at the department can log, like log in, see, 
and then go take a, make, a, make a decision in their department based on the same numbers. That was a, that was a cool phrase. Um, you say a single source of truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. That's, that's like a, yeah. So it's essentially like a dashboard, right? That people yeah, yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a dashboard. That's a single source. It's basically our output, right? Like, mm -hmm. The bottom to take it to the iceberg analogy that we all love <laughs> is the 80% underwater is all of the data collection and manipulation and whatever, like all that stuff that's unsexy and most people don't care about. Then you have like the last the part you see is the dashboards that everybody loves, right? Where you're like, oh my goodness, like it's speaking to me as far as what we need to do. And then you make that single source of truth, right? That everybody can take action on um, to collect collectively of like, hey, we need to move this. Let's collaborate to figure out how to improve or change whatever we're trying to accomplish. I'm literally writing that down. Single source of truth. I think that's brilliant. Um, I got on my little whiteboard now. Um, no, that's super cool. So, so really, it's not that no one has access to the data. It's that people aren't interpreting it properly, right? Is that is that is that kind of kind of what I'm hearing? Because that's like the eighty percent, right? Like the data isn't like hidden somewhere. Um, but this the interpretation is that twenty percent is what you're talking about. Yeah, it, well, it depends. Like sometimes, like the first step is collecting whatever needs to be done, right? So for example, podcasting, like there, there's no place I can, like you can go to look at how many views a podcast has gotten if you don't own the podcast. Like, right. I can't collect that information for somebody else or even for myself, right? If I was like, hey, like how many views does this podcast have? Like I can't collect that information. So the whole process is broken. Other places, it's like not normal in how you collect that, right? Like what if there's an un like another way of saying, hey, I want to know like how many, um, I want to know how many different uh, ways people enter into our email list and how long until they buy, right? Very great question. If we're not collecting the time when they join and the time when they buy, like we're like shit out of luck, right? Like there's yeah. no, like we're not gonna be, no matter how good you are, you'll never be able to produce a report that like surfaces that information because we didn't collect it to begin with. So like, that's what I mean about like those pieces of like, it's kind of a stair step of collect it, right? Then what if this, like, what if, what if for example, your uh, date of purchase is in Eastern Standard Time and your date of and your date of joining an email list is in Pacific Standard Time. Well, now I have to manipulate that data to make sure they're both in the same, right? The next step up the ladder there. And so then that's right. kind of what I mean. Then you can visualize it ultimately, but there's all these steps that you have to do to do it to, to get that answer to your question and then take action on it. Um, ultimately, like to start with the action and then work backwards off of that. Because if you ask, was it raining on a Tuesday when our sales were high? And the answer is yes. Are we going to go make it rain more? Like, no, <laughs> like there's no action there. There's no action to, to that question. So that, right, no, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. So to double back, you, you made a comment of like, when you're sitting down with people and they talk and they say like, Hey, we've got this number. We don't know exactly what it means. We just know it needs to get bigger. Um, what other things like what other mistakes are these companies making when it comes to like their analytics that you commonly run into? Like, 
I don't know, like two or three that you commonly see that were like, wow, um, this is this is not a good idea. Because obviously, like for people who are listening, they're going to be like, wait a second, I do that too. I should probably stop. Um, so yeah, you know, and, but I don't, I don't want people to feel alone in it either, right? Like at the end of the day, like this is common. So um, what are some things that you see that people are often screwing up when it comes to that? I think honestly, like the biggest one is like tying an action to whatever number you're asking for or whatever number you're looking at, right? Um, what is the action that you'll do with that number? Number one, hands down, if you can solve that problem, like that's the 80% right there. Um, so like, so, so let's, like, let's get super practical. So like, let's just say, for example, someone's like, um, I need my follower count on Instagram to go higher. What, what's like your next series of questions for them? Because that's something that's pretty normal. We're like, oh, I just need more followers. Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, like in that case, it's like, what is the, like, for example, say that of um, like a number, right? Of like 1,000 or 20,500. That's your YouTube following or well, yeah, YouTube following. Is that good or bad, right? Like, nobody knows there's no good or bad right. like it's not it's not good or bad inherently <laughs> if we're trying to grow our youtube channel and it was 10,000 last month like we're freaking going for it right 10k a month like let's just keep doing that 10 to more yeah. thousand people right but if we're not trying to grow our youtube channel right and it's just stagnant but we're not trying to do anything then it's not bad Right. Like we're like, oh, so shoot, like we're here, we're here. Um, but the, the flip and the inverse is true, too. If we're really trying to grow this and we're at 20,000 and it's not going anywhere, like we should probably figure out what our action is going to be. Are we going to change the style of video? Are we going to change the, the content? Like what's not resonating because this number is supposed to be going up because we're putting all these resources and effort into it. Um, mm -hmm as opposed to just looking at a number by itself, right? And like, that's, that's, that's the goal is you can take an action. Like, okay, 20,000 was 10,000. Keep doing what we're doing, marketing team. Like, go for it. Yeah. Um, or the opposite is like, we just spent 100K on salaries and whatever else over the past nine months. And we're still at 20,000. Definitely a problem. Absolutely. Okay. And then let's uh, let's attach some meaning onto that so like what other conversations like let's say for example like the the channel's growing you know it's moving up what other conversations are you having when it comes to like what those numbers mean like obviously it means it's resonating but there's got to be some like revenue things or whatever else you guys are having conversations about that that tie into that i'm assuming that's also kind of business specific but yeah generally no, it's really business but uh, specific but um there's only two types of questions. There's result questions and how questions. So result is how much revenue did we have, right? Um, and if you wanna know that, go to your bank account, right? Not very helpful, but like it will give you the most accurate like result question, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have the how question is like, how do we get this money? And the bank is not helpful at all. They'll probably tell you like Stripe, but like that's not helpful. It's like, did this people come from YouTube or did they come from our ads, right? right. Um, and so those are the two types of questions. So what we want to do is like the, the way I start out is I have a notebook where I'll like say, Hey, what's the top highest level? Like we can go as far as pulling information, YouTube example, how many impressions did the YouTube thumbnails get? Can't get much higher than that, right? Like there is no higher. 
Um, and then you have how many people clicked on the YouTube video, like is your click rate. Like, and if, if that's bad, right, relatively to whatever your industry is, whatever type of content it is, improve the thumbnails, problem solved. Right. Next step, watch rate. How far do they watch the video? If it's bad, improve the video. Click rate. How many people clicked on the URL in the links in the description to go to the website, right? If it's bad, make better stuff for people to click on. <laughs> like then you have the website conversion rate of like, what are we trying to get them to do? Download the free PDF? Cool. Like 40% of people who visit the website should download your PDF. Awesome. Like next, like, so you just keep working down like the hopeful, hopeful journey of like what you would love people to do. By no means are they going to all do that because people are people. Um, but that's kind of the easiest way to kind of start structuring at least actions. Like every single drop-off point, you should have an action if it's not what you think it's supposed to be. I like that. I like it. That's very strategic. Um, okay, cool. So I think that, that, that kind of leads me a little bit to a question that I find myself asking myself and having conversations about, which is um, how do you judge when you haven't done something long enough and when it's just simply not going to work, right? And even, even like for YouTube, for an example, right? People talk about how long um, you know, they're producing content on YouTube and we, we're talking about like potentially like over a year, right? Where they're like not getting significant results um, for a while. And then all of a sudden they get the hockey stick. Um, you know, obviously YouTube is a very specific example. So you, you guys do a whole lot more than just that. Um, but like, what do you, how do you, how do you handle that? Right? Because some things just do take time, but some things just aren't going to work. Like, what do you do with yeah. that? Yeah. So I think it just comes down to like, for the most part, we work with people, companies that like have something that's been doing something, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and then they're like, can we improve this along the way? So we're working with something. But in this case of having like, it should we keep going or not? And I'd say tie, like the way that I make decisions too, because like I own a business as well, not nearly as big as the businesses that we work with, but like still that small business yeah. um is what is the action that you would like are taking so i'm taking the action of uploading a video every week and what is the outcome that i'm hoping for right and i would say like that's the most lagging indicator i mean the, the, the furthest down 10k a month in revenue 100k a month, whatever the whatever like the furthest down the line metric that you're hoping for is um and that's usually revenue for most people. Most people aren't like, I need to build an empire, right? It's usually revenue. Um, and so grab those two things, posting a video every single week on YouTube and revenue coming from whatever it is you're promoting. And then see what is like, what does that look like and for sustainability? And then how high do you have to grow in order to do that? Because that hockey stick that everyone, I think Seth Godin has a book called The Dip. I think it's Seth Godin. I hope it's not, I have to believe it is. That sounds about right, yeah. Um, of like, you have to keep going long enough until like there is that hockey stick, like that up and to the right. Otherwise you like didn't put enough effort in to like actually seed the fire, right? Um, and so that is like very much the marketing case where you have to like believe in what you're doing. And if it is the best, like that's not really something you can measure until there is something to measure. And then we can go from there. Right. Well, I wonder if, um, speculating here. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. 
I wonder if it's because of the fact that people aren't quite as systematic in what they're measuring, right? So like maybe, um, you know, maybe they're not like, like, I don't know, just to use YouTube since, since you brought it up <laughs> yeah, right. is, um, you know, maybe, maybe they, um, you know, if you're just not getting impressions, obviously there's something wrong there because you can't help the fact that you don't have an audience. Um, but like you said, maybe like people aren't as systematic as starting with like, what is like impressions to clicks and then what is clicks to watch time and is what is watch time to watching another video or, you know, or taking an action in the description. Maybe it's the fact that like, they're not measuring those like in between steps between, um, subscriber count, which is like the, like what you talked about the lagging metric. Well, Revenue, I guess, would be the lag metric, but you know, let's just start a little yeah, yeah. further ahead. Subscription and my videos, and it's like, oh, like maybe if you just start like a little smaller, you can help make those changes that end up moving you along faster. That's just me speculating. What, what's no, your thoughts no, I, on that? One hundred percent. It's so that is the case. It's called like the relative metrics. So mm. the percentage difference. So, for example, um the views, right? People who saw or not impressions of your thumbnails, right? When you first upload your first YouTube video, right? You're going to get a hundred of those, right? Like yeah. if that, maybe 10, right? Um, but you need more people to click that. Like people do click things. And but they so, don't know you're not popular. Yeah. They don't know you're not popular. Sometimes those people are not running like so or exactly right and so that relative percentage i'm sure you can google it like i google's i'm a, I'm a huge googler <laughs> if i don't have a client in the industry i'll just google like what's the normal uh, rate for the x industry right so there's probably an average of click-through rate of what's good for thumbnails and measure that percentage who cares about impressions <laughs> because if you can match that and then you upload a hundred videos and every video you're improving that like one metric of people who saw the thumbnail versus clicked on the thumbnail like you'll be in a better spot in six months and same thing goes for the watch time of like what's your average watch time for video and then try to beat that every single time right Regardless of how many people, right? Of like, if it's a hundred people, cool. If it's ten thousand people, cool. But if you just focus on the percentage, it's more game. And also, if you're a, like a, a creator or a small um, or a website or whatever it might be that has less traffic, right? Less actual numbers to measure. The percentages is a more game where you're like, okay, I'm gonna try and improve this every single. And it doesn't matter if there's a ten thousand people in my um, viewing my products or one hundred people. Two percent is what I'm aiming for right of people who viewed the product and go to your cart for example oh. Oh. don't we all wish it was way higher than two percent that'd be that should be nice <laughs> <laughs> be a big revenue difference there <clears throat> so you talked a little bit about like big businesses and the typical problems they have with like siloed information and not having like a central hub um, is there anything like unique or different that you see as the business gets a little bit smaller that is like a typical like mistake that they make? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is like trying to measure the outcomes of your actions. Because um, small businesses are notorious, like myself included, like I'm grouping myself into this. If you try <laughs> one thing a little bit, like the hockey stick thing, and then you say it quote unquote didn't work 
right? And what I would say is try to tie whatever action you take to an outcome that you would like, right? And, and a time associated with that. So for example, I'll, do, I'll, I'll use myself as an example, is um, we tried uh, cold email outreach to like companies and it was expensive. We did, I was like basically, but before we started, I was like, okay, we're gonna give it 180 days. So half a year. And this, I forget how many emails we're gonna send out. It was like some like average per day, like a hundred a day or something like that. Holy and God, I was yeah. like, over, over, over this 180 day period, we're gonna send out, I'm gonna use easy math, a hundred emails per day. So that's 18,000 emails. And I was like, if 0.1%, <laughs> or what did I say 0.1 or 0.01, I forget, I wrote it down. Uh, even hop on a call with me, I'm gonna call it a success. And I did that beforehand. So I spent all this money, like signed the contract, did all the stuff, had an agency, all that, all those things. And I was like, here's the metrics that we're gonna hit. And I'm gonna cancel this if you don't hit them. <laughs> like, that's what I'm gonna do. And it, it didn't work. It did not work. We had like one call. Um, and it 15,000? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was like, Oof. this is like either the agency, like, and then it's like the question of like, was the agency not right? Was the offer not right? But like, then I had an action to take of like, let's stop this time suck. And let's go on to a different thing that like, hopefully we'll have some result after you. And that's like, for small businesses, if you're going to do anything, YouTube videos, uh, podcasting, whatever it might be, define that up front. So you know, if it's a success or failure, because you're going to always move that goalpost. <laughs> like, of like, if I got one phone call after whatever, whatever, 15,000 or 18,000, like cold emails, uh, I'd be like, Oh, I got a phone call. Like, Oh, should keep going. It's going to be two next month. Just watch. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's what I'd suggest is just try to define those goalposts and what your action is going to be over what period of time and what like is the minimum outcome that you're hoping for. Right. Yeah. I remember having a conversation with a guy um, and they were doing ads for a company. Um, oh man. I, you know, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but I think they worked together for like two, three months and uh, after they canceled and moved on, it was, you know, it wasn't like they didn't, you know, blow up the relationship or anything else like that. But the guy was like, so tell me, like, what would you have been happy with? And he's like, if we got one or two calls a month, I'd have been happy. And it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? It's not like he was necessarily doing a bad job. I'm not really sure what the hangup was. I don't think it was like any sort of um, mishandling of money or anything else like that. But it was just like that idea that like, you know they didn't even ask like what good was going to be, which is, is bad. Um, but at the same time, it's also like, it could be really easy to impress a customer. And if they only need two people to call them, I mean, that, you know, that'd have been perfect for you, right? Had you had two people a month calling you, you would probably been like, I mean, that would have been higher than 0.1%. Yeah. Um, no, it so. was it, exactly that. Like that's, if you can define that upfront, as the business owner, the marketing department, whatever you are, right? However, whoever your whatever your dominion's over, like whatever metrics, quote unquote, you own, right? Everyone right. owns a metric. If you're a business owner, it's like revenue. If you're a marketing department, it's like acquisition leads, right? Like there's everyone owns some. Like, and if you're just paid media, like Facebook ads, you own that one metric for the one channel for the one thing. Right. Um, bigger companies just have people who have less numbers to manage. Uh, just define yeah. what that is before you start and try to, to say like, hey, like 
I try to make things as simple as like a fork in the road of like, if it's this, then it's good. If it's not that, if it's below this, it's bad. Bad action equals <laughs> good action equals. And then that way you're like less like stressed about like, oh, is, is that good enough or whatever? You just defined it ahead of time. Right. Well, yeah. And then you're not sitting there like trying to like scan their face for the reaction to be like, oh, do, are they happy with this? Or are they not happy with this? If they're not happy, will they even tell me? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, th those are not, those are not the most fun conversations to have. Um, but yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like you said, like most people just aren't measuring. Um, and I know like for me, like, you know, I guess I'll use myself as an example. Too. Yeah, like, go for it. <laughs> it can be just exhausting, quite honestly, to try to like measure everything, especially if you're doing like, like we make content, making content and showing up places is not hard for us. Um, we're not necessarily the best at measuring it because we're going to have to measure Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, website. And it's like, dude, that's like, that's a lot for me to measure at any one time. And that's not including ads, cold email outreach I'm doing. Like, how do you measure all that stuff? Like, you'd have to have a platform to help you or a company to help you because it's just too much to freaking keep track of, to be honest, especially if you're a smaller business and you don't have a marketing team or you have a person on their marketing team. And if you only hired one, chances are they're like a 40K a year person and they're like fresh out of college. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're not data scientists. I can promise you that. No, no. And, and that, like, honestly, and, and that's like the case for the majority, right? Is doing 10 things and being like, all right, can't measure them. But usually most things center around a website right? That's usually most of it. Um, and so like Google Analytics is like a huge, awesome tool. Um, but like, you can look at, hey, how many, like as just the easiest, right? MVP, minimum viable product of getting you your answers is you go in there and you look for uh, the source medium, which was a report within Google Analytics um, out of saying like, hey, Facebook it's forward slash referral. How many people came to my site from Facebook? all the efforts that we're doing there. And at least that gives you something to go off of. It's not right. as granular. Cause like you can go infinitely granular of being like, which post, but like, it doesn't really matter that much. It's usually like, Hey, this platform as a whole is doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and usually Google analytics for most small businesses is like plenty to get your answers to all those platform questions. For sure. Well, and, and they're so helpful. Like one thing that really surprised us um was uh we were i was going through our youtube analytics one day and found out that almost all of our external sources for traffic in a social media circle were from twitter like almost all of them and i was like dude that's crazy i'm not like posting mostly on twitter i promise you that but there must be just something about the way that people interact or their intentions on the platform or something like that, that happens to be the reason why people go to YouTube. And I don't know quite how to explain it, but I can tell you that's where they're coming from. And that's pretty exciting that every time I post on Twitter, I know that's the most like likely place for the traffic to come from. And that's, uh, I don't know, I guess it makes you like more hopeful because you're like, also you're like actionable. Oh, like, this is good. Yeah. It's also an action, right? Like looking at yeah. that, before you were kind of flying blind of like, hey, like 
what's like what's happening i'm posting on like these videos on youtube right and like it's kind of like the analogy that is like the most true is like imagine you were driving down the freeway you're looking at your um odometer where you're like how fast are we going right you're like okay we're going a little bit faster going 10 miles an hour 20 miles an hour 30 miles an hour going up right and that's great. That's kind of like we're starting a YouTube channel and you're like one mile an hour, you've got some traffic, two mile an hour, five mile an hour going up there. Yes. And then if, if anything's going wrong, right? If the check engine light starts blinking at you, you start slowing down you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like let's back it off, pull over to the side of the road, right? Like it's telling you, giving you feedback on that. Yeah, for sure. But imagine if you just woke up one day driving 90 miles an hour with every light in the dash going off. Like you'd have no idea what to do. <laughs> like you'd be like, do I stop? Like, do I need to like pull over right now? Like freaking out, right? Whereas if you look along the way as those like Twitter traffic or whatever else, like, oh, I can take an action on this. I can be like, oh yeah, let's let's go, let's go on the Twitter lane over there um, and focus on that with some more effort. So that that's like, if you can do that, like honestly, you're ahead, people are ahead of 90% of the competition. If you can even just do those basics of looking at something, taking an action. All right, dang. Well, it's, you know, I think it's so encouraging to know, like, how do I say this? There are some things a business can do that is surprisingly effective at setting them apart. And it's like, like you were talking about, like, if you're measuring things and you're, you have an idea of what good looks like for you and you're, you know, creating actionables accordingly, like you, like if, if that's true, and you're actually ahead of 90% of the people, then that means that like all the other like battlefield ground that people are fighting for, um, it's not like it doesn't matter, but like you're fighting for like inches when you could be winning in yards, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's, it's crazy to think that there's a solution like that that can be so helpful for a business um, and move them so far ahead. It's, it's kind of like having like a good SEO strategy. At the end of the day, if you're like creating a bunch of articles that are driving traffic to your website, you're going to have more traffic than other people. You just are. And <laughs> so I feel like it's kind of similar uh, in that sense where it's like, yeah, you can do this one thing, big results um, over time, obviously. Um, but that's super yeah. exciting. So no, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's well, if you can just tie an action <laughs> to what you're asking, uh, usually that's that's all that we're doing we're just doing it really in more complicated ways than the average person but that's because some people have more complicated questions right at the end of the day if your question is like how do i get more people to this thing well let's ask a question take an action repeat right for sure so um tell us again what the name of your business is and where they can find uh, people can find it yeah so the company name is media authentic um you can go to that. You can just type in media and authentic and just hit in the Google search. It'll show up. Um, and I'm actually starting another uh, slight venture called datastudio.vip, which is actually probably going to be the most real life like case study of everything we just talked about. Uh, it's just going to be myself creating this stuff. I'm trying to keep it to 10 hours per week um, and building up uh, everything there from the ground up, right? Zero revenue, zero traffic, zero everything. <laughs> Dang, so, fresh start. Yeah, those two things. I'm sure there'll be link, links down below so you can click on those things. And absolutely, we will make sure those say things hi. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you for sharing your your wisdom. And uh, like I said, I think for a lot, I hope this is 
I hope this is a podcast that is hopeful for a lot of people that for people who feel stuck, um, maybe what they're doing doesn't have the results they want, or it's having some results and they're just like, not sure what to do next. Um, you know, hopefully it gives them hope that they can reach out uh, to a company like yours, JJ, where like they can actually discover what's happening underneath the hood and be able to make more informed decisions. And let's be honest, especially for the smaller businesses, right? Like, we were talking about at the very beginning of the podcast. It's like, you kind of have to kind of know the numbers because they can be the difference between you keeping your doors open or not. And um, this is going to give them some, a handle to grab on to as far as what to do next, get to the next level. So hey everybody, thanks so much for watching. Definitely check out the links in the description. Um, that'll be where you'll be able to find links to uh, Media Attentive and, um, Oh my gosh, the studio. Datastudio.vip. I knew I was going to mess that up. Maybe it was self-prophetic, but uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and of course, if you guys liked this video, uh, please hop over, give JJ a follow uh, on LinkedIn and follow him on there. I'm assuming you're on YouTube as well. Um, yeah. Awesome. All the and, places uh, I am. <laughs> all of the places. And yeah, and, and be sure to subscribe to this channel so you get an opportunity to hear more and more different marketers, business leaders, thought leaders um, uh, who are really paving the way for doing something different uh, so that their businesses get noticed. Thank you for watching. I wanna cause no problems. Mm. I just wanna live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Yeah. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, yeah. but you know when you see imposters, yeah. we know how to read them faces. Same way you know how to read them comments. Yeah. If you wanna talk, let's talk. But right here, make sure you walk and you talk is constant.